VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Yeah. You still got it. It's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality is a thing. Yes, Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, hello. How's it hanging? <laughs> That's so derogatory, if you really think about it. Is Am I thinking about it wrong? What else does that mean? How's it hanging? It was on an episode of The Office. Michael Scott said that to like a group of people, and they all got uncomfortable. And then I was like, why did they get uncomfortable? And then I thought about it and thought, wait, is that what that means? Talking about a penis. How's your penis hanging? I guess. Or scrotum or breasts i don't know it could what be anything does, so it's not, dero- it's not specifically derogatory to any gender because when and women well, but it's kind of well no that's not true shanti because even if i somebody say how's your breast hanging it's still weird to me like why did you ask me that <laughs> she's like just as long as it's everybody as it's got something that's hanging so it's, it's universal cool. <laughs> everybody has something it could be hang. hair though it could be i don't know how could we clean that up? I really need to know because I need to know if I should say that to people or not. Do you have, is that something you want to say to people? Hey, how's it going? I hanging? feel like maybe I have <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I it's love bad. I hear you say that actually. I feel like in a corporate setting, I try to put on like my white voice. I'm like, how's it hanging? And I don't You're know like if that's HR, right. please call Antoinette in <laughs> to the office. Somebody help me please and tell me that's wrong or right. Anyway. Okay, well, I saw you a couple days ago. We Ooh. attended. <laughs> Maybe this is the last reference to Renee this year. Maybe Never. not. Jesus. <laughs> um, she did that holiday bazaar this past Sunday. It was just immaculate, well produced, well curated, just a good time. From twelve to six, it was just an influx of Beautiful black beings. Good music. That DJ, from the minute that DJ plugged in his aux, it was. Wasn't an aux? I don't know what he did, but that DJ did not miss once. He was good. 
Good job. You, met, you from Renee. the from a, from the time he started, I said, "What's wow. his name?" Mm. Mm. DJ, I know that's all. Renee, can you tell us who that <laughs> I DJ followed him. is? I followed you got a crush him. or DJ High Fashion? He... Let's go! Did he play that? I didn't hear that. No, but that's my intro for him. And he was just giggling. I say, do you, you have a crush? And play good music, huh? What a life you living. Can you hear me? I asked you twice if you had a crush, and you haven't responded. Yet. I didn't hear you. Can me you turn me up in your headphones, <laughs> <Turn> please? <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna start asking you because you don't even look up. So I'm like, she can't hear me. Because I'm I'm sensitive that it, you pick up in that. In I mic, know so. that I pick up in your mic. We used so. to have those problems. I think Monty saves us now. Do I have Shout a crush on him? Nah, that's a shame. I haven't had many. I haven't had a crush. You did briefly. Yep. And he ruined it. Dead okay. and gone. Dead and gone. Just like him. Oh, no. He's alive and well. <laughs> no, and he's alive. But I'm mad. <laughs> in my heart, I'm mad. No, but go ahead. Good. Um, and then that was on Sunday, Monday. I attended the Black Star Luminary Gala. This is the first gala that I have ever attended. I did not know what to expect. Mm. And it was nothing beyond fantastic is that the right saying nothing nothing beyond beyond. nope that's not right (laughs) (laughs) how you say it was nice it was amazing it was so well produced it's the closest thing that i will ever get to like the oscars or the bt awards it's black so it was like the bt awards who knows maybe but it's the i'm one step closer then but it was like just gorgeous. Everybody was gorgeous. We sat down. And there was a script. It was hosted by, and this is a dream come true, Chandra Russell and Bashir Salahuddin. You know I've talked mm. about those people. They are the creators and actors definitely. of Southside. Mm-hmm. They hosted it. It was written. Shout out to the writing by Denise Beek and Rashid Sakat. They did all of the writing for the, the hosts gorgeous amazing it it was so well done they were funny they didn't miss a beat child i was having heart palpitations because i could see the fucking writing drawn the prompt and didn't 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 miss a beat i said this is professional black couples that have worked together and are on point and the night was, of course, a fundraiser for Black Star to help with their programming and put on the, the again, immaculate <coughs> festival that they put on each year. Mm. Um, and they honored, um, they honored Shannon Maldonado, which I've men- mentioned on here before as well, who is um, an amazing uh, business owner retail owner she owns a hotel as well just very supportive of design community and the um, small retail community so I was just always inspired in awe of her work and then Telfar Clemens was there oh. and Babak um I don't know his creative director's name but uh I love mm. his work and to see what he Babak Radboy was there 
And um, he had something really amazing to tell people. He was basically, he went up there because everybody would go up there and be, <clears throat> all of the honorees would go up or people that were presenting. And, you know, because it's all black folks and woke black folks, you know, constantly, you know, talking about liberation, mumia, reparations, past lives. Um, rightfully so, lots of people talking about Palestine and bringing urgency and attention to that crisis that's happening. But he came up there, Babak, who is the creative director of Telfar, and was like, listen, you want us to share. We come up here and we're all in this industry and everybody wants to share gems with one another. And my gem is basically, if we are really serious about liberation, you have to understand if people are going to give you tons of money, you have to lie to them. And the crowd just kind of like, blinked or like you ain't even paying attention internet you clearly are not paying attention <laughs> what are you what looking are you at about? what are you looking at somebody just wrote me i'm on my work computer somebody just wrote me at work ah <laughs> oh, god what a, anyway it was <laughs> it was a really wonderful evening and i was honored to be seated at the same table as though as those two people and to be um amongst and included and thought of in such an incredible space with incredible people. So shout out, you would have appreciated it. Shout out to Katie Bagley, who produced the entire event like a like a fucking G. And I hope she feels really proud of herself and knows what she's capable of because that was just top-notch white excellence. Shout out to her. White excellence for a black excellent show <laughs> amen <laughs> tricky how you doing <coughs> i'll I'm i'll better. pay attention to you i won't zone out so I'm you sorry, feel I'm like better. you're not talking to anybody as many times have you been typing in my ear we could play this game if you want to okay do you want to play we that should, game? we should bring attention to when okay, we're not paying let's attention play that game to i can't wait i cannot fucking wait Please. how you literally will glaze over I do that in general. I'm not present in any of my conversations. <laughs> exactly. So sorry, I got a ping at work and I just logged out of Teams. So because the problem is I'm on my work computer and they see that my that my little thing is green. Okay. So I just put up an out of office so they don't think I'm still online working, even though it's 814 at night. Uh, um, Me, your birthday's coming up and I'm sad that I won't. We We tried. I want everyone to know here. That the girls wanted to celebrate Shanti, but this is just a very busy time for Shanti and she does not have availability. And so we're looking for other dates. There is a group chat. I'm supposed to ask you about dates, but you also seem like you don't want to be bothered after Christmas. So it's tricky mm -hmm. with you. It's like, it's okay. Can we the thought that count. It's the thought no, that it's count. like you won't let us. It's, it's like, can we just count. get together or no? You really don't want to give us any of your time. <laughs> I, do, I don't want to do anything after the holidays. I want to go away. That's you I haven't really even like asked to me do. to go away, I and I want to go, go away. away with anybody. I'm sorry. I want That's to That's fine, because I don't actually want to go away with you either. I need a break. Great we need a break. start to this. I'm so <laughs> this excited for this episode. No, this is, this is so us. I'm excited. Be having radical honesty with one another. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I want you to go away and have a wonderful trip. So you let us know how we could support you in that. I know how the Around the Way Crows listeners can. Oh. The way that y'all bless me in the cash app, 
I'm going to do the same thing for Shanti's birthday because that girl created is community and broke. we finna <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> stop. Her business is stop. This year is stop. <laughs> We're not going to self-deprecate. It's not. It's celebrate. actually true. It's uh, stop. being quite honest. <laughs> being radically honest. I got stop. grills. I was very <laughs> responsible with my buddy. So... All right, well, Fumbled we're going to do a birthday help Shanti pay <laughs> off her grills that she said when she finally gets, she's made it. And I just I just want to say there is a clip of me saying for you to rethink that. And yeah, you're like, I, I don't care. I'm don't getting my care. tattoo and I'm getting my grills. I and I got another thing coming, too, that I'm not going to not do either. So Okay, well, help her, somebody. <laughs> her irresponsible. So, her sag irresponsible mode. God I'm going to post her cash app. I don't even know it, but I'm going to post it. And we're going to celebrate and hopefully rain on that girl the way that she deserves. But um, other updates for me. See, the thing is, they had their pod luck, which isn't that cute? Their pod luck, <laughs> uh, their year recap. And I was on there. So make sure you check that out. It was me, Mandy Bridget, of course. And what is the, he Uh-oh. like fancy too, um, ish. Kabibbles. Exactly. I, that's immediately what I thought about was Iska Bibbles. Shout out to Iska Bibbles in Philly. Even though your cheesesteaks, your chicken cheesesteaks are rather dry these days. Uh-uh. But um, I said it. Iska Bibbles cheesesteaks be fries. But no, fr- um, fries, they be dry. But Ish was on there and he's a part of a podcast that will get no love from me on here. But a very famous podcast. And um, he was he was oh. interesting. He was he was interesting. He was dope. He's he's got interesting he's on a political controversial views. podcast. I'll tell you later. Everybody listening probably knows what podcast I'm talking about, but I ain't saying a Nick Rose name on here. Not that he cares about us. Um. Anyway, oh, was that the I one been... that said, "Who the fuck is a runaway girl?" Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. For so us. who the fuck are you? Okay. <laughs> When he read the Roots Picnic lineup, <laughs> he was like, who the fuck is around the way curls? And then everybody was like, oh, my God, you got shouted out on X podcast. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't nice. So fuck you, bro. <laughs> um, anyway, been ruminating a lot on this predator or prey thing. Mm. Uh, shout out to the guy. I love this woman. Cole Arthur Riley. Talk about her all the time. Black liturgies and this here flesh author. Um, she has on Black Liturgies just curated amazing quotes and prompts and videos of our prominent Black leaders, especially Black leaders of liberation and literature. And there's a Toni Morrison quote that she she posted that just struck me and it said, perhaps that's what all human relationships boil down to. Would you save my life? Or would you take it? Bars. And I just thought, oh my God, Tony. And honestly, I went to the movies with Mandy and them to see the Hunger Games. I didn't know that there was even another Hunger Games out, which really mm. focused in on this because you know the Hunger Games is just a so it's just a a criticism of our society mm. and our humanity and mm. capitalism, etc. Um, and also watching The Walking Dead. Mm. Um I'm on the last, I'm only got six episodes left of the whole series, y'all. And Shanti, the last 
season is all about capitalism, oh. which is wild to me. They flipped it in a way that's very interesting. There's a um, functioning society that has a lot. But when they get into that society, it's like wild to see the dynamics and what's actually going on and like the underbelly of it. Is Walking um, Dead running or is it done? Is it done or is it still? That the original's done. It's been done. Um, but just something to think about. And I've been ruminating on it. And I'm sure when we get back from our break next year, I'll do an episode on it because it's something that um, I'd like to say that. I would always save a life, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out the ways in which I take lives. And I think we all do it. Oh yeah. And I don't even know if that's a good idea for me to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm going to go. And then lastly, uh, I, you know, I had Renee's event on here and uh, I wanted to shout out a listener who came up to us at that event and she gifted us with some, very lovely travel covers. So mm-hmm. they're these cute trap, like you can put them over your seat and you can put them over like, you know, the tray at the plane, like mm-hmm. when you're on a plane, mm-hmm. you they can put so them cute. over the tray. Mm-hmm. They're like little mud cloth, like very cute prints, ethnic prints. Ethnic yeah. prints. And um, she came up to us and had two bags ready for us because we said we were going to be there. So I want to shout her out because, and they're really soft and cute. I was thinking about maybe giving mine to Jasmine, but she is the, the, mm, this writing is so small, sis, make that bigger. Cause I can't even, it's the unapologetic traveler. That's where you can find her on IG and support her this holiday season. They're so cute. If you travel a lot, if you travel a lot for work, if you travel a lot for pleasure, what a dope, especially, let me finish my statement. What a dope product, especially since you can hear, and I think both of our voices that we're sick. I, I had a fever last night. Cold season is going around. So any way you can protect yourself from the filth that um, that are on these planes and these trains and these buses, do it. I so, loved it. Yeah. It was really cute. It was really cute. And so she shout was out really to kind you. and sweet. That's hard to do to just walk up to somebody and be like, it's very vulnerable. We can't do so it. Shout out to you. Yeah. So thank you you. so much for that, sis. And y'all make sure y'all support her. Again, the unapologetic traveler. Um, I can skip the next thing. Shanti, I have a question for you. Who is Roxy Roker? Mm -hmm. Bitch. (laughs) Are you serious? I don't know. Who that? That's Letty Kravitz's mom. Okay. Everybody and their mother has called. I, I sent you this, Shanti. Oh, I see, I've seen everybody's uh, comments about it. I didn't look at. But the, you still ain't. No- <laughs> I didn't look at her name. I just saw that she. All I saw was she was a black, a black woman. She, but she was on the Jeffersons. Okay, she's the mom. I feel like I heard that before. <laughs> I gotta go. I did. <laughs> you are not a real person, yo. Look at Lenny Kravitz's mom this whole time. <laughs> all right, I, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's still biracial. What that got to do with anything? Because <laughs> you, I don't, I didn't listen back. But apparently, either you or I or both of us, I know it was you, but I might have co-signed it because I ain't look it up. I, and I, I had swore no his idea. Mom was white. I had no idea that was his mother at all. But when I tell you the tweets, the texts, the voicemails, the emails, the DMs, and I just looked on our Spotify 
comments and mad people commented on the episode on Spotify. Like, I get the people going. I said, all right. We apologize. Shanti facts, misinformation. You know what it is? People really respect biracials that have black moms more. They're more legitimate. (laughs) That's the real truth. That's what all of them were like. "Uh -uh, You're not going to disrespect that black mother. So I get it. It, it that's you know that's true right <laughs> i'm not commenting you don't know that fight. that's true that people that have a black mom are more legitimized you know they're more they're black i have a question for you because this came up on another podcast i listened to be, with when they were talking about the lenny kravitz thing who is on your biracial mount rushmore we did this already we, we your biracial we did a biracial route yeah rushmore. we did the top biracials yeah, only four. You can only pick four. Do you remember? No, I have to go back. But uh, did Halle you Berry, know that Frederick real. Douglass is biracial? Oh, okay. I did not know that. I learned that again. Did you know that Booker T. Washington? They I'm saying tell- was biracial. <laughs> Bob I Marley. Said, Bob Marley. Booker T. Frederick Douglass. Not they Freddie saying. D. They claiming a side of Shakur now because she didn't went and got her tests and that shit came back hella white. And they was like, oh. A side of Shakur? That's, that's what they claiming. <laughs> Who's they? Her, she her, would never. The collective. <laughs> she would but never. The, the biracial collective is like, nah, we taking her. Nah. Because she's the same as Mariah. Mariah does not have, Mariah is a quadroon. That just sounds racist. I just love hearing it. it. But Mariah has That's a biracial parent, and they're saying that Asada Shakur has a biracial parent. So the biracials are trying to claim her. And to be clear, biracials, we talking about white and black specifically. I said, these biracials kicking y'all ass right now. We got some solid biracials in there. We do. As soon as they added Movers Frederick. Shakers. Oh. Holly's on there. Holly's, Holly's about the finest there. creature that's ever walked this earth. Not on account on anything that she's done to contribute to society. Aside from being not it. the baddest. Well, she is also the first black woman to win an Oscar for Best Actress. And the acting was not the best. In Monsters Ball? <laughs> <laughs> not even in Monsters. Anyway, move on. Come on. Can you take us into the other All right, y'all. Well, we see that you're commenting. You see, if you got something to say, something getting on your nerves, you got to make a little correction. I apologize, first of all. But thank you so much for commenting. I We ask that you continue to comment. We ask that you continue to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever platform you like more. Because there are Spotify folks and then there are Apple people. So whichever is clever for you, show up, share your support. It helps us in our data and our legitimation verification <laughs> oh, just <God>. words come <laughs> on just keep going <laughs> oh god also if you want to support us financially as well <laughs> even <laughs> we begging on this episode god damn <laughs> listen please NPR does it. They just cut off a whole goddamn, they take a whole week off to beg and they be talking that shit. Please consider becoming a patron on our Patreon where you can see the podcast. Antoinette is drinking from a Mickey mug because she is 
too old for that, but that's <laughs> childish. Most childish. Okay, somebody gifted this to me. Because I know you wouldn't have bought that. Hell no. Unless you had that since you were six or somebody bought that. I could never see you drinking out that mug. I'm surprised. It's the only mug that was clean. Mm-hmm. You will see actually a collection of mugs to my left on my <laughs> dresser if you have Patreon. It is a subscription-based um, subscription. So a tier, excuse me, it's a tiered-based subscription, five, seven, or ten dollars in support of the growth and the maintenance of this podcast. Shout out to the patrons that decided to help us out, show up, Morgan Maggie. Sierra, Carmen, Geneva, Andrea, and Angelica. Oh, I love that. Lots Angelica. of love to y'all. Thank you. I also wanted to just send some heartfelt love to Yo-Yo, who is a listener and who has shown up for us, come to our live shows, um, when we do our kickback Patreon, just a, just a lovely being who's showed up for Around the Way Curls and is having a really, really hard moment in their life right now. So I just wanted to say and send lots of love to you, Yo-Yo, and I hope that you're feeling supported and I hope that you get all the time you need um, to go through what you have to go through in this moment. But I'm thinking of you. What happened? Well, Text not, me. Uh, yeah, I'll text, text you. It's not anything I, I feel. Um, oh, my God. No, no, no. Don't say it on here, but please text me because I wasn't aware of anything. Yeah, but everybody just a collective prayer, a collective love oh, for yo, you. Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Let's take a break, Sheila. After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we are back. Hot shit. So shout out to, this is a new partnership that Shanti and I just landed. Y'all know them little events we've been talking about. Well, I was reading about them on a particular outlet. The Culture LP put us on. And so now people are actually buying tickets and supporting them. And the Culture LP is a is a company that highlights very dope events featuring mostly black and brown talent. Mm. And so now they are partnering with Shanti and I on another event Come on. based off of our hot shit segment. So Come that on. is what's up. Um, and this event I'm very excited about. I actually want to try to go. I think I am going to try to go because I'm not going to go home right away for the holidays. But this is a Marvel Studios event where it's Black Panther in concert. And we all know that I went to go see you. You spaced out and you're not paying attention. I now. am listening. Because you, you want to pay. You want to play the game. We could play the game. This, but I'm not talking directly. You're not talking to me. You know what I mean? Like I we're not in conversation. conversation. You're talking we to them. I know about this. It's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. But that, that's like, you it sure, doesn't do require wanna, me to be like, oh, yeah, girl. 
Anyway, do I you want to continue Thank to play the game for holding me accountable? Okay, change behavior Locked is the in. only Look apology. At me. Look at me. Boom. Boom. We hear you. <laughs> all right. Go go back. Monty, keep all that in. I don't care. But anyway, December 20th through the 23rd is Black Panther in concert. I went to go see Game of Thrones in concert. My sister went to go see E.T. in concert. I Now, you didn't hear what I said then because you just got excited and I had already announced what it was. I'm see? back now. That's what all right, you're back. Will get you. Do you want to go? Because I think I'm going to go to this. I would and love we should bring to go Joe. to this. We should bring Joey Joe and we should bring Sean. Sean should go. They should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should bring both of them. You should take So them. anyway, I'm going to read the spiel. Experience the cultural phenomenon that is Marvel Studios' Black Panther in concert. Released in 2018, Black Panther quickly became a groundbreaking film lauded for its action, fun, radical conscience, and profound beauty. Now witness the cinematic masterpiece while the orchestra performs its Oscar-winning score, an event that seamlessly combines visual and musical artistry. It's an experience you won't want to miss. Rest in peace to the legend Chuck Bozeman. Listen, <laughs> listeners. I don't know why they put that. That's weird at the end. But I get why they did it, but it was just weird. Um, listeners, there's 30% off we can offer you, which I'm is, very happy is about. heavy, nigga. Where yeah. you get? They wasn't even giving 30% off at Black Friday sales. <laughs> they weren't. They was a stable gave what 15? 20? 20. Shout out to you. Good job. Nobody can afford um, that. Listen, use Culture LP, no space, all capitals. Culture LP for 30% off or tickets to start at $45 when using that promo code. So basically, you can get a $45 ticket, or if you're getting a higher ticket, you get 30% off the higher ticket. And we'll put the link in this description. So that's very dope. I think that we're going to go. I'm definitely going to go. I don't care if I'm sitting there by myself. I'm going. Um, but let me know if you want to take a trip up because I'd love to have I'd love to, to incorporate take the, kids. the kids. The kids need to go yeah. sit down. There ain't no goddamn words. Just feel it in your heart and soul. No, I think what they're saying is there's going to be visuals as well. The way Game of Thrones did it was that there was a huge screen and they also had performers on the stage oh, while the me. orchestra's playing. So there, there is a visual element for you to see. So it's it'll be very cool. I'm excited. I think ener- imagine that energy in the space. Yeah. When you're listening to that score bring specifically. Back yeah. No. Yeah. That, that was such a it was such a beautiful and um, not a, not a word is an iconic, but it was such a moment for all mm-hmm. of us, especially for the kids. Like, yeah, me painting Jojo's face and taking her to the movies like it, it's just it'll be reminiscent, yeah. Um, reminiscent in a negative way. I watched May December on Netflix, which mirrors the real life relationship between Mary Kay Ladenau and Philly Falahu. It was played by starring Jillian Moore and Natalie Portman. Antoinette, do you remember being young and the big controversial moment happened where the sixth grade teacher slept with the young boy he was like he looked like an in, like an islander or like an indigenous it was a white blonde hair short haired mm-hmm. white lady you wasn't watching the news you wasn't te- you wasn't paying attention to news i was but i remember like bosnia that was what <laughs> stuck with me it was so sad those images of bosnia were awful oh that's what Judy, i remember you remind me of my mom's give your mom so much in that moment <laughs> this were. was 
this was I remember this of mm. this woman's being everywhere. And because I was a young child, I didn't realize how fucked up it was. But this one was 36 years old. She slept with her 12 year old student, got pregnant by him. Oh, my. Went to jail, had the baby, got out on parole. She was forbidden from seeing him, but ended up linking up with him again while she was out on parole. Got pregnant by him again. Had another baby. Spent seven years in prison. Got out. Then married him. And they had two children. And were together for like, afterwards. And were together for like 10 years before they divorced. This is like, um, you know, it's not following their story completely but it definitely definitely is is inspired by that Mm -hmm. account but internet that's like and i I don't want to be gross but this is what it's like you've fallen in love with sean no me fall in love with sean and having his child as a young kid i didn't get it anyway disgusting it's really it's a really interesting movie i was i was into it i think they it was well acted um it just brought me back to being a young girl remembering how big this was um and i went down the rabbit hole of like researching the kids and the way that they portrayed them in the movie and seemingly in real life they had a semi-normal upbringing like ah I don't even know, child. But it also shows the underbelly and how stunted and how fucked up she was and how she fucked him up. Anyway, if y'all want to watch something weird, disturbing, it's it's a good one. May, December on Netflix, child. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Shakti. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving right along to politics as usual. All right, I'm going to put it. trigger warning at the top of this all right this this next story deals with miscarriage all right i saw this on ben crump's page for those of you that don't know that is the attorney civil rights attorney who is doing the lord's work here in america he was the attorney um for the family of george floyd among many other cases um Brittany Wells, Watts, excuse me. God, I can't read. Brittany Watts is a 33-year-old woman in Warren, Ohio. Warren, Ohio is a small town. Um, population of 39,000 by the 2022 census. Um, but she went to the hospital twice uh, concerning her unborn baby. She was informed that she was miscarrying um, and that her baby was not viable. She was then presumably sent home to miscarry, like many women are, um, and the fetus was only 22 weeks. She miscarried in the toilet, and then she flushed the toilet, and the remains clogged up her pipes. A forensic pathologist testified that an autopsy found that the fetus was not injured and that it had died before passing through the birth canal. Okay, so this woman miscarried, and as women miscarry, oftentimes this happens in the toilet or on the toilet, and the fetus then, or the fetus, or many, 
the language here is tricky. Some people are saying fetus. Some people are saying the body, the remains are dropped in the toilet. Um, Watts was then arrested. Okay. And fucking faces a single charge of abuse of a corpse. Okay. The assistant prosecutor devil, Louis Granary, said that the police investigation found that Watts miscarried the baby while using the restroom and tried to plunge and flush the remains down the toilet where it got stuck in the pipes. He also said that the toilet had to be removed by the police and taken to the county coroner's office and then corroborated the fetus was about 22 years, 22 weeks old. This happened in September in September. We're just finding out about it now because of the charges. He argued in favor of having the case move forward where the judge, the Warren Municipal Court Judge Terry Evanchuk, agreed determining that there was probable cause for the case to be bound over to the grand jury. The prosecutor said that the state did not have to prove viability, citing a section of the Ohio Revised Code 2927.01 that reads, No person, except as authorized by law, shall treat a human corpse in a way that would outrage reasonable community sensibilities. Okay? The defense attorney, who was representing Ms. Watts, during the preliminary hearing said that her client suffered a tragic and dangerous miscarriage that jeopardized her own life. And rather than focusing on healing physically and emotionally, she was arrested and charged with a felony and is fighting for her freedom and her reputation. Miss Watts learned days before this that a miscarriage was inevitable and that the fetus could not survive outside the womb due to, how do you say this? I don't know how to say this. Basically, the her water gestational had, age. Thank you, gestational age. I looked that up, and it's like her water had broken before it was time for the baby to actually before the baby like before time, mm-hmm. and then, so this was going to happen. Period. Um, and the fetus died in utero. Utero. She had been to two doctor's appointments. We have to keep that in mind. This was a baby she wanted. It wasn't like she was neglecting the baby. She was trying to abort the baby. She miscarried, okay? About one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage in the first trimester and one in five in the second, according to the March of Dimes. Most miscarriages happen at home. Where? On the fucking toilet, Because you feel pain and you go and you sit on the toilet. I know a woman, I was with a woman who miscarried on the toilet. I was there for it. It's horrible. It's horrible to see. This led to many women taking to social media to recount their home miscarriages. One woman said, Yes, I misca- I had a miscarriage. The nine-week-old nine fetus had died. They sent me home to miscarry because I didn't have any insurance. Another woman said, I also had a miscarriage on the toilet and flushed it many years ago. And I'm sure many women have done the same. 
because this is same. This total miss. This is a total miscarriage of just justice. Another woman says same happened to me at the end of 2020. And I took my son to school like nothing happened. Sad face. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I'm going to calm down because this is this makes me so upset. So I'm gonna let you go. But like, what are your thoughts on this when it's you hear this story? First of all, who I'm just so curious of who called the cops on her, like who alerted the authorities about this? I, that's a great question. Maybe the the, pl the maybe plumber, the plumber feeling like this was some something went awry. It was like a, a or she tried to abort the baby or something. Yeah. <clears throat> I should also I would be remiss if I didn't say that she is a black woman. Mm -hmm. And all these men are white men. Mm. Okay. Except for the fucking mayor of the town who is black. But continue. Um, it feels like such a failing um, for this mother in so many ways. One, that there's something that is hard for me to to imagine and that feels so unceremonial so um yeah just unceremonial so primitive in a way that there are not better systems and procedures mm -hmm and offerings both medically and just like traditionally that are can be passed down or offered to women to go through something that is so very, very lonely and so very, very out of your control on so many levels. Like you do not know whether you wanted the baby or not, how you're going to respond to the loss of, of, a baby and to have that happen to normalize it in a toy a toilet feels sad to me and also to demonize it as well because like what mm -hmm. what why how is it the responsibility to have a woman who just lost her baby then be responsible for taking care of the remains of it you know like some people can't manage that some people do not want to see it and it feels like there's no lack of community or no lack of ritual. There's no lack of support whatsoever to help women through this medical procedure, which I feel is also deeply, deeply emotional and spiritual. So <clears throat> in this particular instance, that's ridiculous that she is being imprisoned for this. And it's equally ridiculous to me that so many women are by themselves alone having miscarriages in the toilet and having to flush it down the toilet like what right right what the fuck are you actually women, talking about the majority of women who miscarry because who, that's what, what, it what is. do they know to do what are you supposed to do but that's the point there's no resources or guidance no from what are you any health to do? professional they just send you home what you but what do they want her to do to wrap the baby up and bury it well, outside here's take here's it to the a, deal a, a, there is no law there is no law in ohio that states what a woman should do if she miscarries i hate it here i there's hate no law this hollow empty hateful space we're in god damn it 
It's all punitive and it's all reflective of one, that these people that are writing these laws have no understanding of women's reproductive systems or women's realities, just like you said. I'm frustrated that there are not better systems in place for women who miscarry. Um, and I'm, I'm equally as frustrated because I don't know if this case sees the light of day if this young woman is not a black woman in this small Ohio fucking town. Um, I cannot imagine wanting to have a baby and miscarrying and having to deal with that. Um, and miscarrying is not necessarily a quick process for everyone. And sometimes what I have heard people, and even what she described it, she just heard like this plop and felt this plop in the toilet. And it's not a fucking kid, y'all. It's like, membrane and yeah yeah. it's like if imagine a very imagine your period times like 20 Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's not like i think these men think that there's like a baby in the toilet Mm -hmm. and they're they're idiots for that i think something came up for me where i was i was i was reading about this and listening to people talk about it and it's not getting the national coverage that it deserves yet But this is where voting becomes very clear to me. This is where I'm like, Republicans are abhorrent, they are evil, and they should be disqualified from any type of leadership in this fucking country. If these are the laws and that they are going to uphold and stand behind, they are showing us, they have showed us very clearly who the fuck they are, whether it's policies on education, women's autonomy, financial entitlements, we can get into that, Social Security and Medicare, Nikki Haley's coming for that, voting rights, LGBTQIA folks, all of it. They, they are in direct opposition with what my values are, and my values are deeply rooted in my fundamental freedoms. And I know that we get on this podcast and we we criticize the Democratic Party as we should, and I will not stop. But I think at this point, if I have not made it abundantly clear, I want to make it abundantly clear right now that while the Democratic Party is severely flawed, to sit here and say that there is no difference between Democrats and Republicans, in my opinion, is just intellectually dishonest and irresponsible at this point. And it's like, we are, are facing choices that we do not like. They are not good choices, but they, are, they should not be difficult choices either. We talk about the lesser of two evils, and I get it. but. When, when you paint this picture for me, it becomes incredibly clear about where my values lie. And not all of my values are going to be uphold, upheld in any party. I don't even consider myself really a Democrat. But if that's who I'm going to vote for, which I will say right now, that is the party that I will vote for because of this type of domestic bullshit that we're dealing with, that's what it is. Because there is no policy yet that anybody has brought to me where they are frustrated with the Democratic Party that I believe the Republican Party will do better. 
We are in this mess due to Republicans. This has been on their agenda for fucking years. We are in many messes due to Trump. I mean, this is this is Trump's Supreme Court that over that had that Dobbs decision. So yes, geopolitically, we are fucktards and assholes, and we have to hold the Democrats' feet to the fire, and we are the villains. When it comes to domestic policy, it couldn't be more clear. Brittany Watts deserves better policy. Brittany Watts deserves to be able to grieve the loss of her child without being vilified, brought up on charges, and fighting for her fucking freedom. And there is one party that wants to vilify her, and there's another that doesn't. That's it. I want to, I want to encourage people to blow up the fucking mayor's phone. William D. Franklin, he's the mayor of Warren, and he happens to be black. His phone number is 330-841-2601. That's 330-841-2601. I will also say this is a, a good opportunity for um, midwives, doulas, yes. a lot of women that have ancient, ancient ancient wisdom about birthing and all of the complexity and um, processes that it holds to find these folks in the community and many of them you know not everybody has especially when you <clears throat> talking about when you're pregnant and hoping to get give birth has the money to um, afford a doula but a lot a lot a lot of women that are midwives and doula offer um, and are are often their feet is in the community and are willing to share information. There's tons of resources around um, holistically caring for women beyond just medical procedure, beyond just policy, but just like a, a, a deep understanding of um, what it is to have a womb. And they are they are definitely um, out in your community. So just finding those folks, even if it's TikTok, fucking Instagram, are a wealth of knowledge to to help with these kind of terrible, terrible things. And that just made me think of like breastfeeding, birthing. But if my, I have no, I don't have any resources for myself of like how, what do I do for my body? What happens if I were to miscarry? How to pass it on to my daughter? Um, and this is just this is ancient wisdom stuff. So, yeah, that just sparked something as well. Um, just today, Secretary General of the UN Chief Antonio Guterres um, of uh, Lisbon, Portugal, has invoked what is widely considered to be the most powerful diplomatic tool at his disposal. It's like his version of hitting the panic button. He has invoked Article 99 of the UN Charter, which basically forces the Secretary General, uh, excuse me, the, Sec the Security Council to sit down and have a meeting around what's happening in Gaza. It's the um, first time it was ever invoked in history. This, um, in his opinion, is a matter of threatening the maintenance of international peace and security. And in the letter, 
Guterres calls for the Security Council to press to avert to press and avert a humanitarian catastrophe and appeals for a humanitarian ceasefire to be declared in Gaza. And um, yeah, this is this is really, really big. This is the, what he could do, it, what power he had. This is what he wielded. And shout out to him. Just to be clear, after the cease three-day ceasefire during the holidays, it has continued. Um, Israel is now going to into the um, north of Gaza as well. At least 15,889 Palestinians have been killed since October 7th. 6,500 are missing and assumed to be under the rubble, over half of that number being women and children. 42,000 have been injured and they cannot be cared for because 60, or excuse me, yes, yeah, 60% of Gaza housing, churches, hospitals, homes have been damaged or completely destroyed. 80% of the population has been displaced and now they are moving into um, areas where they told them to go into and like there's nowhere for them Southern Gaza, to go Southern God. There's nowhere for them to go. Margaret Harris of the World Health Organization said, eventually we will see more people dying from disease than we have been seeing from the bombardment. If we are not able to put back together the health system, provide food, water, medicine and fuel to operate the hospitals. <clears throat> In addition to just basic health and medical care. The people of Gaza are now at risk of famine and starvation, being as though there is no aid being allowed. There's no food. They're waiting hours to get half of what, uh, like of a, of a bread ration. Um, 1,200 Israelis have been killed since October 7th with 132 hostages remaining mm. in Gaza held by Hamas. So with those stats, um, I... I don't know. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And the videos that are still being shared, um, the lifeless, I'm seeing a lot more just lifeless children, you know, before yeah. they were like injured, but babies and seven-year-olds just com completely um, gone. It's just fucking me up. But um, I implore everyone to keep talking about it to keep sharing the information. Um, Put fucking pressure on your elected keep officials. Keep calling. Keep I call Chuck Schumer and fucking keep, Hakeem Jeffries. <clears throat> keep, um, hmm. what's the word? Um, keep divesting. Keep, yeah. keep it up. Keep it up. This is, we are witnessing a genocide. We are witnessing a monumental moment in history. And this is just, inconsequential. It's just unbelievable because anyway, we can't go into it, but no. <clears throat> yeah, I, this, I, is, I, this is in no way. This is a snowball effect for not only Palestinians, but now Israeli, which is now putting Jewish people in risk. danger, yep. in danger. Mm -hmm. So it's, I just, it's just basic. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. <clears throat> People have more insight into how we can get ourselves organized and, and divest 
and put pressure on elected officials, please help us because we do not have all the answers. Please call us. Please email. Please help. Um, we cannot deep dive into these things, but I would be remiss if not to mention somehow Joseph Robinette. I don't know how the fuck he's doing this because the Supreme Court came down on his um, uh, his hallmark like student loan forgiveness program. But he just forgave another almost five billion dollars in federal student loan debt. Um, and so that brings the total amount of student debt relief under this administration to 132 billion benefiting over 3.6 million borrowers so it is something um Nikki Haley as i mentioned she is the second in line to Trump for the Republican Party nominee for presidency uh she wants to come for our entitlements and i say that in quotations they love to use that word but entitlements is our social security and medicare despite the fact that we fucking pay into this shit while we're working. Mm. Um, this Mm-mm. is <laughs> this. Oh yeah. Th- this has been on the table, but Republicans realize that every time they bring this up, she's not the only one who wants to do it because of the, the budget. But every time they bring this up, they lose more seats in the house. Like it's not a winning argument. Mo- Americans are not for this. Um, well, educated Americans, I will say, and Americans that are critical thinkers and and understand that they're not voting in their interest. Um, Anyway, so Republicans are worried about that. But guess what? Corporations, however, are flooding her with dollars in support after she has uh, came out. Why? I don't understand that correlation. Well, they don't have to. I mean, somehow the correlation and I forgive me, I don't understand how this completely works, but they help pay for it in the end due to like if you're working like you pay. We pay into like Social Security and stuff within our taxes, but somehow like oh. within corporate dollars, I don't oh, okay. know how it you all funnels like in employee tax or something. Like exactly. That. Oh, okay. I'm sure that they have to pay some sort mm-hmm. of tax to help to help make it happen. And then Trump literally said in a recent interview, which uh. Sean Hannity, uh, in his own words, that if he wins the next election, he will only be a dictator for the first day. (laughs) Sean Hannity was laying up. This was an easy layup for Trump. And he was like, but these people saying that you're going to use your power to punish your political adversaries, you wouldn't do that. And he's like, no, 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 only the first day. I'd do it the first day. And then I'd also do it to close the border. And everybody fucking cheered. And Trump is still the front runner. The, the, there's a, Demo- a Republican uh, national debate tonight. He refuses to show up. And the more he refuses to show up, the less in the news he is, the more people forget how fucking disgusting and dangerous he is. And, you know, he just keeps fueling his base because his base are the people that are going to clap. So here we are. We also have, I would be remiss not to say that Liz Cheney is thinking about entering the race. Liz Cheney was one of the people, Republicans, who was not reelected due to her being on the committee that helped to investigate Trump. She was very outspoken against Trump. I do not agree with almost any of Liz Cheney's policies at all. The one thing though, is that she came out against Trump. She's thinking about running and most people are like, well, that's a bad idea. If you run Liz, you'll only take votes from Biden and help Trump. 
because nobody from nobody who's going to vote for Trump will ever vote for Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to take any of his votes away. Politics as usual. Wow. So here we are. Can't get into it, but I hope you research yourselves. All right, let's lighten it up. Let's like, let's take a beat. I got a little um, angry there. I need to take a beat, and I'm drinking a little bit. I'm having oh. a hot cider. Oh, that with sounds a little so whiskey, nice. and it's so good going I've down my gullet. I've been drinking. Um. I've all right, pop culture. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Do you know this lady, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes? You remember them? I don't know nothing about them, but I remember what had happened. Okay, same. All right. So they are ready to share their real story behind the headlines. I don't know if y'all remember this, but these two got caught going together. They had a little affair affair. They were co-anchors at, what was the show? Good Morning America 3 Mm. or something like that. Somebody going to be mad at us for saying that. What's his name? It's tricky. Look that up for me, baby girl. But anyway, they have an iHeartRadio podcast, and they were fired from from their from their show based off of their big affair because um, they got caught without without telling us first. And though Amy, she described their past year as hell, hmm. and added that um, in the end, all of ABC us ABC News Morning Show. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In the end, all of, but which ABC News Morning Show? That's not the, the name. The ABC News Morning no, Show? No, <laughs> I don't think so. That's what it said. No, that's the name of it? Okay. They're also from the it, ABC News Morning Show. <laughs> Good Morning America. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, I don't think that's the name of it, baby girl. Uh, <laughs> look at them. He's, he's, uh, they love each other. He love that they white woman. Each- we go get into it. Listen, <laughs> she, she said in the end... All of us are always rooting for love. <laughs> and it doesn't always happen when you want it to happen. And it's undeniable when it's real and it's mm. something you have to navigate. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, they also denied that they had cheated on their former spouses, stating Why? that they were they were both in the stop. They were both in the middle of divorces when photos of them together first surfaced. And then they said we shouldn't have allowed. I can say that in hindsight for folks to find out about our relationship before they found out about our divorces. Mm -hmm. If people would have heard earlier that they're in a relationship and now they're dating, maybe an eyebrow would have been raised or something, but it wouldn't have become what it became. Now, fast forward today, and their former spouses are dating. I cannot. So they just did a little swap. I cannot. Jasmine had a whole song. Remember Switch? Switch? I like your boyfriend. Right. So my question to you, Sheila, is, listen, is love, love even when it's messy? I love it. Absolutely. Should love only be celebrated if it looks like the neat fairy tale we tend to believe it to be? Ain't nobody love like that anyway. Is this mess all too messy for it to be real? Talk to me, girl. First of all, is love, love even when it's messy? Yes. Y'all ain't see Romeo and Juliet, West Side Story? Maria, mm. I Romeo. just met a girl named Maria. You better sing. That's my fucking. You singing the shit out that tritone. Tritone and is not easy. Suddenly I found tritone. <laughs> tritone. Yeah, Maria. <laughs> yes. Why ain't it? Mm. 
Okay. Why ain't Set it? it with your chest. I'm I'm really maybe this is my villain area era, but I really am off good and bad. I really don't <laughs> believe in good and bad anymore. And I I don't I feel like uh, I'm not even gonna say all that. Um yeah. I just I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in the binary of good and bad. It doesn't exist. Just doesn't. I am happy for them. I'm sorry that they were embarrassed and outed and uh and now they can it's just interesting how the mess gets then tied. Are you listening to me or? Yes, yes, I am. Uh-huh. I'm actually Are researching. You? I'm looking <laughs> something up, dead ass. Now that's it's tied up in a nice little neat bow. You know, somehow we always end up going back to the neat bow. They fucked up, was messy. Now they they together and everything's okay. And their spouses are together, which I love that for them. I love the switch. I love it. I was. I love that they're coming out with a podcast. Like, uh, uh-uh, you thought we were going? Don't count the kids out. We back and we make the money said, off. Oh no. Nah. Yeah, I can't. I can't find it. I was looking up famous couples who cheated, and then, but it's only famous couple who cheated on each other. It's not showing me who like cheated and stayed together. Probably so many. <laughs> Probably so many, and many that we don't know about. You know what? I think old Antoinette would have been like, "This is wrong, wrong, good and evil, bad. It's all bad, immoral." New Antoinette. I think I've entered, I don't even know if it's a villain era. I think it's just, we grown. Shit be going down sometimes. And sometimes it's- Many things at once. And also in this world where we are talking about polyamory and love looking differently, it is so possible to love the hell out of someone or love, not the hell, that's not a good saying, but to love someone and to also- love someone else or want to experience someone else and how we navigate that is incredibly personal and difficult within the lens within societal's lens with society's lens i know couples not couples i know a couple this this couple goals for me and baby was it messy Ugh. it was messy in the beginning there now mess but i was picture perfect but now it is i don't i don't know if i mean what they give us is picture perfect sure but it's honest it's real it's it's love they they love each other they honor each other and i also think they did the hard work of what what it what was both in them Mm, how do I say this? They did the hard work of confronting the things that that made them dishonest. They yeah. did the hard work of being honest about cheating, of being honest about that you know part. go of of um of this being a hurting other people, yeah. yeah, right. And so, without that level of honesty and and accountability, you don't really get the integrity. Right. You know, you, you're not you don't see it on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes shit is messy. But um, most times it is. I, I also think this is five percent of the time it is. It's also tricky with this couple because sis is white. Why? And that black man leaving his black lady. She for this black, white she girl. Indian. Mm. Well, let's move on. 
Because <laughs> you think it's, a le- it's less tricky because she Indian? No, I don't. I think that you think that. So that's why I don't even want to touch that. What? You just said it's more tricky because she's white. Why? I don't understand. Oh, well, I, I, I don't you, get I, how race has anything to do with it, whether she's white, black, pe- Wait, wait, wait. Because people do not want to see a black man, a, a prominent black, good morning America, clean cut man, leave his black brown wife for that white lady. And if you are saying that that didn't, color some of this conversation i think you are oh being a i, I bit didn't naive. think nothing of him he looked like he's supposed to be with a white That's woman all the- <laughs> he looked like <laughs> and, it and his wife his indian wife got he herself like a white what man does that mean? he do i'm not in any what's his name john wasn't he tj 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 stop playing stop. with me <laughs> stop. See? his wife and now we get now we get into what black men his wife to be no to be i'm just saying like it don't it i was not offended at all and his his indian wife with a white man now her white man yeah I they love over there progressive them. as fuck I are you love kidding that. me that's what I i'm saying no i love it. them they said we have seen each other at the holiday parties at the events, I got, I'm grieving, you grieving. This is about care. Sometimes it's just simply about care. And they are all caring for each other. Shout out to them being radical and making it work. You talk about lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> I love it here. Um, Jonathan Majors. Another black man dealing with white women. Um, per ABC News, he's in trial and his ex, I forget her name, but all I can see this is a the black image. name, Jabari. Jabari, yeah. <laughs> all I can see is the image that you sent me of that <laughs> damn bird. <laughs> yo, when I saw like... her face, I was like, yo, she looked like the Jungle Book vulture. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's that... so wrong. The anyway. fact that you posted that, I was crying. <laughs> okay. So, according to ABC News, Jabari says she was going to meet his dogs. And Jonathan gave her specific instructions for behaving around the dogs. During the incident, she told Majors how an ex had a dog. And she said Majors became angry and raised his voice. Jabari told the jury, it was the first time I felt scared of him. As she continued her testimony, she described a time in June 2022 when she went to a festival with poor cell phone reception, and Jonathan was not very nice about it. The jury also heard a recording of Major shouting at her, demanding that she behave like Coretta Scott. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) But (laughs) I I knew you was going to cut up. Stop. Let me get through this. Oh, God. All right, ready? Crazy. The jury, the jury heard a recording of Major shouting at her, demanding she behave like Coretta Scott King or Michelle Obama. In the recording, Majors allegedly said, I'm a great man, a great man. I do great things for my culture and for the world. The woman that supports me needs to be a great woman, he added. Two nights ago, you did not do that, which took away from the plan. In addition, Jabari claimed that Majors would get upset with her and would threaten suicide. That feels like an Atlanta episode to me. (laughs) 
I wish Atlanta were still on so that they could do an episode of Jonathan Majors telling his white woman to be more like Coretta Scott King or Michelle Obama. <laughs> Why he say that, today? She was like, okay. What the fuck? Yeah. First of all, what did she say? She was like, okay. I will. But I'm not. Listen. Oh, wait, I have a question for you, though. No, please. Did we think he was a great man who did great <laughs> things for the culture? I'm really sitting back. At- I did. I did. I will say that Jonathan Majors, based off of his talent alone, I felt was rising absolutely to the cream of the crop, upper echelon, A-list Hollywood. Not black Hollywood, A-list Hollywood. Yeah. So he went, did he lie then? He said, I'm a great man. I'm carrying this culture on my motherfucking back. I need a black queen, Jabari. <laughs> we probably say not say her name right either. It's probably Jabari or some. It is probably. It's probably Jabari. I know that girl named not Jabari. I know it's not. I know it's. Not. I know it's not. Not that uh, European lady. Oh God. I don't care. You don't That's care? A, well, guess what? That is how you get closer to Michelle Coretta. Jabari. All right? <laughs> now, listen here. It all sounds very... Manip- it, it sounds manipulative and controlling. I don't know if it sounds... Violent. Like he's going to smack a bitch. But sorry. Also- I'm sorry for saying that. Uh, for, please forgive me. <laughs> I lost myself. Are you back? Yeah, I apologize. Okay, lost, and now she's found. Um, go ahead. You ask the questions here. I don't know what to say about this. I really don't. Well, how much I need of more this information? Hmm. What? Did you? What? I I don't. Similar to you, I do not think that it shows him being violent, but more of him having like an inflated ego. His the fame is getting to his head now. I feel like that he's like this is a plan. I feel like he um was very invested in his image and his trajectory and also and was like unwell a little bit. Yes, I think there it's teetering cuz it's like I don't think there's any way that Beyoncé and Jay-Z don't have a conversation around like this is the brand, bro. Like we got to protect the brand and so before they probably even got married it was like you gotta, you gotta make sense to the brand as well. I feel like there's probably many famous couples who have to do that, and especially if you are not also famous, where it's like, you gotta. I need you to play your part, and if you at a festival, acting up and carrying on now, she I don't know what you, she did herself. We don't know, work, but I can't no, no, hear you. What? No, 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 no. He said two nights ago you did not do that. We don't know what she did or didn't do. I'm not making assumptions and I'm not talking about them specifically. I'm just talking about the idea around a very famous, prominent person dating someone who is not, who then needs to maybe have a conversation with that person around what, what comes with dating me. You know, like if I, if you or I ever blow up and get famous, God, I hope we just make some money and don't get famous. Cause don't nobody want that kind of burden. There's got there would have to be a conversation if we dating somebody who's not 
who might be cutting up. You nigga tighten or up. Posting. You know the fuck I am? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> make sure your fucking cell phone works when we out together. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. And look, you fucking, don't... I got it. You talking about another nigga's dog? That's like my dog. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's, first of all, there's a lipsis between those two conversations. There wasn't one stream of consciousness okay, about lipsis. the dog into the festival, but we need more information. All I know is Jonathan now, let me tell you what. It makes more sense to me why he and Megan are together. <laughs> Megan feels very amenable. Especially after dating that pastor. She crazy. Listen. Don't. He. The the first problem he had was not this Jabari walling out and acting a fool. The first problem was that she was a white woman when he's wanting to have an image of Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. Bro. You have have fucked up. What's he wrong with Hillary? I need you to be Hillary. Why would he say that to Why? her? Who could he have named? Who's Who um, some down ass white? Be a um. What's her name? Oh God, Tom Jessica Hanks. Jessica Beale. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jessica, because <laughs> she's a Jessica writer. Say shit this whole time exactly. with Justin cutting up. She was like, Doop. Brittany talking about all kinds of shit in her book. She said, Doop. I, that's what he's. First of all, majors, you crazy. You crazy, you little Delulu. But I also think that's a ploy. I also think finding finding this finding this audio and playing it is strategic on the prosecutor's part to constantly reiterate the idea of race in in this in this trial, and that this is a big black man and a wanting her to be. An oppressed and a who, black woman, and who mm-hmm. wanted her to be an oppressed white woman. This black, black big woman. black man is dangerous, and he's egotistical, and he's a monster. We're I think that race is going to keep being brought up in this trial, and I don't know that it has anything to do with it. But for whatever reason, it's on the forefront of things because she has to be a white victim. She has to be. Ooh. Period. Or I could be tripping. Or she is a white victim. We don't know. Need more information. Because white victims are real, too. Mm. There are white victims in the world. There are (laughs) white victims. We can't just say they're all white people. No white person is ever a victim of anything. Dr. Umar, I wonder what he would (laughs) say. Dr. Umar, they wouldn't work. Dr. Umar, fuck Dr. Umar. You heard his take on, on. Israel and Palestine? That, that, that ain't none of his business? A lot Fuck of people here. feel that way. Dead don't excuse it. Shout out to Mark Lamont Hill doing the Lord's work. Apparently Beyonce don't care about it either though. See here uh. you go. Here the fuck you go. And I knew to put this one here because it was going to piss me off. So go ahead. I'll let you take it. This woman, Angelica Jade Bastion has got <sighs> The internet in an uproar, she shared on Vulture a critique of Beyonce's film Renaissance. Angelica is a film and pop culture critic, so she did what she does. In it, she says, like the album Matura, which... Is that what I had there? No, I. it's the same thing. Go ahead. You could just... 
Renaissance means the new beginning. You see it? From the start, Beyonce preaches her desire to create a safe space. Renaissance means a new beginning, she says. It's a bomb after all we've been through in the world. But what exactly is she referring to? The onslaught of death and illness brought on by the continuing pandemic? The laws aimed at criminalizing trans children and adults? The rising misogyny, homophobia, and anti-blackness that leads to grave violence? The various ongoing genocides? Beyonce gives us no context for what she's referring to or how it touches the shores of a life dominated and driven by the kind of wealth that insulates her from harm. Her words reflect broadly liberal pablum, meant to give the appearance of care and mean just enough that her fans can project radicalness upon her, but not so much that she could ruffle anyone enough for... Uh, not so much that she could ruffle anyone enough for her to lose money or be forced to stand for something. Read the next one. From this vantage point, fake intimacy is a currency she utilizes to give the appearance of revelation, even if she actually remains as closed as a fist. Oh, that's a bar right there. Oh my God, why would she say that? Beyonce positions herself not as a goddess bestowing a peak of humanity to her loyal subjects, but as a relatable figure we can share and should connect with. But if you have cameras on you all the time, even when you're supposed to be off, when do you take down the performative mask? It isn't even when she has knee surgery, a moment carefully documented on camera. For Beyonce, a woman known to film her every move and house it in a temperature-controlled archive. Everything is performance, and each performance is merely a means of brand extension. I ain't see the movie, so I don't. I I have very little, you know, to really uh, say. You saw it, mm-hmm. but. My questions, I guess, are does Beyonce bait us with radicalism? Does her blackness and womanhood make us expect want something different, make us want something different from her? Use of wealth and power. A lot of people are saying you ain't asking all these other people that have wealth and power to do this. Why is Beyonce expected to do it? And what does Beyonce owe us, if anything, aside from top notch? entertainment what say you i saw the movie i love the movie i found this article to be hypercritical surprise surprise um i think that we are asking more of beyonce than we do our own political leaders and to me that's weird it's strange um obviously you and i have talked about beyonce being a corporate capitalist brand giant period like she is that her Beyonce is I think in this film attempting to humanize herself and to release some of the need to be perfect and to be looked at as a robot If you see the film, she talks about that very specifically Mm -hmm. about how this tour was not about perfection. It was about freedom. 
And she celebrated that a lot. This tour, whether it's based off of her just having knee surgery or her being older, the way that this woman pointed out so uneloquently in that part of the article and basically said that it was a, a cover up her, her talking about, um, her, her attempt to be vulnerable with us was just a cover up for the fact that she could no longer do the things that she used to do. Her attempt to be less perfect was a cover up for the fact that she can't dance as much. Her attempt to focus more on her voice and to open the show with the ballads that she did was all because she can't, she's not who she once was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's weird. And I think that in reading this, while there's some truth to it, Beyonce is a brand. It is a very controlled narrative that you're going to get from her. I think that there's some jealousy around the fact that she's able to control the narrative the mm. way that she does jealousy? so successfully. Yeah. By the writer. Absolutely. By the writer and by the people who, by a lot of us, I think. Yeah. I think that we wish that we were in that much control yeah. of our lives. And I think that we think that or, it's control. Or we want to see the messy parts. We want to see the messy We want to see the messy parts because mm -hmm. somehow that makes us feel better. And I think there, we've seen some messy parts of her life, but the fact that we see it and it's gone is frustrating. Mm -hmm. I think that people are annoyed by that. Yeah. And if that's you, that's on you. Yeah. You know, I think that we look at her and we think that she's hella free, but she lives in a fucking jail. Mm -hmm. If I had to record myself constantly and keep all the recordings in a controlled temperature space, she said she started doing that because people were misquoting her on interviews. So she started to record all of her interviews. So she would always have footage to back up the fact that she didn't say whatever the fuck it was that they were saying. Mm -hmm. If I had to go about living my life like that, if I, what we also have to realize is she just gave us a world tour and gave us a movie almost directly afterwards, which means at, while she's on tour, she's editing this film. She's looking at cuts. She's making decisions on the film. There's no way you get that film done in this kind of turnaround time without her having to do that. That is, that is hard. And I don't know if that's freedom. Yes, she has access. Yes, she's wildly rich. And yes, being a billionaire is violent. But the two things can exist at once, I believe. What's I'm never going to say. The fact that she's still a human mm. and some of this shit is not freedom. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I don't see Beyonce as apolitical the way that the article um, cited her as. Um I, th I don't see her as that. I don't see her as someone who takes a very specific stand on things. I think that she's very subtle with her support. I think both po political support and emotional support. I mean, we know on a micro level what Beyonce has done for Jasmine. We know that be when Jazz was down and out and not singing, Beyonce called her backstage and talked to her about that. And said, you have to get back to this. We know that when Jazz's mother passed, Beyonce was there to support her in ways. Like, these are things that sh this woman does, not, not for the masses, but because she's just, I think, a good person trying to remain human 
And I think this article doesn't give her that space. This mm. article only treats her as a brand, mm-hmm. only treats her as a product. Mm. And I think that's deeply unfair, especially if you see the film. Yeah. Because the, in, the whole goal of the film is to show her as a human. Mm. There's plenty of part, and it's not as contrived as life is but a dream, how that just didn't feel super authentic. This feels much more authentic. This feels much more like you're just watching a documentary. And and then I, I think that we're making a lot of assumptions. I think also I, I, I find it strange that that to say that she uses black liberation aesthetics as if she herself is not a black woman just doesn't sit right with me. It's like, I could see that about Fergie or I could see that about, I don't know, fucking whatever other artist. But Beyonce is a black woman. So when we're, when we're talking about her using black liberation aesthetics, it's like, there, there's so many statements she that she is making. She made a statement with Homecoming. She made a statement with her Super Bowl performance. No, it didn't say verbatim or very blatantly. She's not Nina Simone. She's not that. She's just not that person. And I don't think she's gonna be where she's shouting from the rooftops a very specific message. Her messaging is in her music. It's in her performance, and it's much more subtle than that. And her message, I think, does does get conversations going. Mm-hmm. But we don't say that about Kendrick who also has that imagery in his work. We don't say that about Erica. We don't say that about many other say artists. What? what? That they're that, not? That they're using black liberation aesthetics to make money. That's all over. That's, that's Kendrick specifically, it's ingrained in his art. He talks about it. You see it. I don't see Kendrick on the front lines of any kind of rally for Palestinians. I don't see, like... So what do we, why do we expect that from Beyonce? Mm-hmm. I also, this, 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 this idea around Israel, um, her, her film be premiering in Israel. I can, I can understand that, but I need people to understand she does not control where the film premieres. She signed a contract with AMC. I'm sh- this happened in Oct- on October 7th. This deal was done before then. AMC decides where this film is going to be premiered. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she would need to be so buttoned up on why this film should not be shown in Israel and be able to properly explain that rationale. I don't think she performed in Israel, though. Well, there's there's numerous places where... She's gotten backlash around performing. She was supposed to do, I forget what place it was. She was supposed to do some shows. It might've been Israel. She was supposed to do some shows there and she never went back and did them. But either way, we're asking her, if we were to ask her to come out with a statement and say, this is why I don't want this film being shown here and, and make it concise and make it make sense that again, that's something that almost no one's able to do right now. (laughs) Like our political leaders are not able to properly explain their feelings on the, the crisis and the genocide that is existing over there without getting, making it muddy. And so like, what the fuck? I, it's Taylor Swift's movie premiered over there. I didn't hear shit. I also don't follow Taylor Swift. So maybe she did get backslash. I don't know. I think that the way that she highlighted 
like the the crew, the band, the dancers, the background singers in the film. And to and to say that she did that, and the article says that she did that to avoid being vulnerable, it's just weird. The entire theme of Res- Renaissance is like this collective rebirth and a celebration of community, of a community where authenticity is celebrated. So she's celebrating that community and we're still mad. We're saying, oh, you just didn't want to be vulnerable with us. What the fuck do you want? She cries in the film about keeping her sanity. She wants her to be messy. I don't know. I don't know. Can I just read this? When Beyonce uses... Their aesthetic alongside, she means black liberation aesthetic. When Beyonce uses black liberation aesthetic, along with the words of Malcolm X, it behooves audiences and critics alike to hold her to a greater standard. Her her apoliticism should not slide by. Black musical traditions may have the political, excuse me, I can't read. Black musical traditions may have the potential for radicalism, but Beyonce's neutrality demonstrates they aren't inherently that way. More than anything, Renaissance is a testament that Beyonce is a brand that stands for absolutely nothing beyond its own greatness. Give me a fucking break. Like this writer has a, she can write. I give her that. But if you walked away from that film, saying that Beyonce's brand stands for absolutely nothing beyond its own greatness, is something wrong with you. That's just how I feel. I left that film feeling so inspired. I left that film feeling seen. I left that film feeling feeling celebrated. I left that concert feeling celebrated. I And, and like, I don't know that Beyonce has to, has to announce what all of the rebirth is for, I don't know if she has to be specific because guess what? It's different for everybody. Some people are down from COVID. Some people are down from the loss of family members. Some people are down from the LGBTQIA community being under attack. Some people are down from Israel and Palestine. Some people are down from Ukraine. The world is on fire. And collectively, she's she's acknowledging in that and saying, now's the time for us to come together and just fucking be and celebrate the humanity that still exists and we have to we have to see it in order to get through this and i don't think that's a bad thing sorry don't get me talking about beyonce yeah i should have i saw the i met i saw the like what that's what you got from it weirdo what's her name i don't think i don't think that something she said was wrong though maybe i i, I no i don't think I, all of I it do, is wrong i do think that there's something very absurd about Beyonce as well, but two things can exist at the same time, and it, you have to see the film. I, I even if I see the film, I I know Beyonce. We we know Beyonce. I'm always inspired. I'm always I love Beyonce, but I also know that she's a little. It's absurd. It's absurd, and I don't know that it. I don't know. Um, I do think that there's something about the radical quote unquote aesthetic that again, <clears throat> what are we projecting onto her um, that we ourselves are also like. Can you give me an example of the radical aesthetic so that I'm clear? The, the, the fist in the air, the, the, uh, uh, the reference to Malcolm X quotes, the, Oshun and all the African the whole lemonade was like her intro into like oh 
about this shit. The Dawn of the Dust references. Just her deeply representing and um is it dawn of the dust daughters of the dust child dawn of the dust is like a goddamn i, I, I didn't know movie. what you were talking about but i was gonna <laughs> that's let you a horror movie i was movie. gonna let I I gonna let you cook. you saw me get confused but i was like mm. um just referencing so many like great black artists thinkers writers cinema photography everything black Beyonce as a black like, woman yeah, as a black woman, that's crazy that she did that. I think, but I, I, I her being on top of the the police Food chain thing, her her talking about these radical she referencing these children. radical things, but being oh, a black billionaire, right? Like, what what is what is what is liberation that, for I black guess. people? That I get. Looking good, I, looking cool, us raising, you know, black and I'm proud, or is it like I think this? liberation <clears throat> for black people to her is is that financial wealth. And I think that's that's where we have the conversation that we disagree, right? I think it is that opulence, luxury, or the freedom to be able to pursue that if that's what you want. I don't think she sees that as inherently violent towards any community, right? Jay <sighs> That Just, that conversation I'm willing to have. This well, other shit about tricky. her co-opting she and Jay Z represent so much. Uh, this aspiration and what what are we all aspiring to? You know, she is yeah. perfection in a lot of ways. She is, um, but she's saying she's literally. Pushing she's saying back she's not, but that. she also is like not. She is. Like the way that it's being shown, I'm not perfect in the most perfect way possible, which I can, un I see where people get frustrated, but I think it's not about Beyonce is what you're saying is what are you projecting onto her? What is it that in yourself, in your need for connection and your need for relatability in your, um, why do you need it? Why do we need to see her? not show up in in the most perfect way or control her narrative. I don't know. I it's a something that I'll be unraveling for the rest of my life. But to but to I, I think can maybe I this answer that real fast when you say that for me, I think that people discard your I think I think that people not discard. They discount your experience if struggle Many people, if struggle, especially black folks, if struggle is not as deeply associated with it, then you don't know. Then you don't get it. I, and I don't I, feel I, that way for her. Struggle is not I, what I want to see from her. No, struggle is not what I want to see. But I'm saying that, and, not, and it's not just about Beyonce. I'm saying that in conversation with people, and I've even been guilty of it, that I can be dismissive of a certain group of people if I don't think that there's any struggle associated with that they've experienced any struggle because I just don't think that they get it. And it's like, well, you, you're not really X, Y, and Z. You can't really be that down. You can't really be about liberate. You don't even know what we're trying to liberate because you never experienced it. You don't know what it is to really be black. And it's it's interesting. I'm excited anyway, to see ahead. the movie. I'm gonna see it. 
And um, can't wait to hear your thoughts. Shout out to uh, what's her name? Got the people going. What's her name? I can't wait to hear Crystal talk about this because I she tweeted it and said she was going to be discussing it. I want to hear her take because I was with Crystal in the movie theater and the girl was weeping. When I say in the first five minutes she was crying, we were like, she, she was crying that whole movie. I was like, Crystal, are you okay? It was so funny yeah. and sweet. But she got her life in there. Last last but not least, ooh, this is a long episode. Merry Christmas. Diddy. Child. Diddy has a statement. Diddy came out with a statement, y'all. And the motherfucking thing started with enough is enough. <laughs> Yo. I give that a zero out of 10 apology rating. Um, for the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sick, sickening allegations have been made against me but it, by individuals looking for a quick payday. Mm. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. Sean Diddy Combs. Now, this is strange to me because in the other statement he released about Cassie, he said he wished Cassie nothing but the best and signed it love, right? And that they thought it would be best for them to uh, settle this amicably. He didn't say all this other uh, stuff. And I think it's very interesting that this comes out on the heels of him being accused of sex trafficking and sexually assaulting a young woman who was underage at the time, 17 years old. Pictures came out of her in somewhere, looked like in a studio with him, whatever, him and two other men. And then finally a statement comes out. I don't think that statement was written by a lawyer. There are some commas missing, and it is all in capital letters. And I don't know that a lawyer would have started with enough is enough, but here we are. <laughs> um... This woman has chosen to remain, uh, keep her identities a secret. Um, she said the assault occurred in 2003 when she was 17 years old. Listen, I think it's very telling that not a Mary J. Blige, not a Misa, nobody in his camp, not a fucking little Kim total in them nobody came out and was like i just can't believe any of these allegations nobody did that nobody defended him he got the comments off on the posts pissing me off ain't nobody defending you diddy and nobody believes you and everybody's retweeting this with the r kelly interview with gail king where he remember what that when he was hooting and hollering and saying it he was innocent too. You got it. <laughs> what did he say? I don't Try remember. Kill me. <laughs> R. Kelly crazy. But to come out with enough is enough. Did he? I, I think I think the underage thing is the thing that got him. I think he knows that's not something that's he's going to be able to sweep under the rug with his brand deals. With his business deals, that's some shit. Once once you start messing with kids and that come out, you could pay it off to go away, but people don't want to fuck with you the same way. And I think he knows that. And now, you know, 
Can nobody try to fuck with Diddy after all this? Yeah. A lot of people, a lot, he got a lot of likes on that post. And I damn sure clicked it to see what motherfuckers was liking it. See if I am friends or follow any of them. He got a lot of likes on it. Let me look. I saw Key Wayne was one of them. That producer. It's a producer. But, um, I don't know. Do you have any further thoughts on this? I do And it's the same lawyers that, uh. They ca- oh, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to text you who else liked it. Mr. I love black women. Huh. I'm going to say it. The uh, chief creative of Crown Magazine liked it. I wonder why he liked that post. I wonder what he liked about it. Hmm. I said it. I don't give a fuck no more. Anyway, yeah, Diddy right now, well, he only got 92,000 likes on it. <laughs> Whatever, this world's going to hell in a handbag. Uh, lastly, Jason Lee is weird to me. He been weird. I now. have tried to hold space for him because he's friends with some of my friends. I don't get it. I don't get why he's shady the way he is. I hear he's very nice. But he went on a breakfast club and said some weird shit about Jennifer Hudson and just offered that she's illiterate. And it just felt weird. And I feel like maybe I've done some dumb shit like that in the past where I thought it was going to be like a haha joke. And I would like to be held accountable if I ever do that again. Please don't let me just go in here saying stupid stuff like that just for a joke because it's not funny. That was it was just weird. It came out of nowhere. It didn't land. Maybe it was just poor, poorly timed, but. I loved how Jennifer Hudson didn't even address it. She just posted a picture of her Grammy, Emmy, Tony, and Oscar and just looked down at them. And I and it made me question, like, does one clap back or do we always take the high road? Like, what things deserve a clap back and what things don't? That deserved the high road. That deserved the high road? But yeah. what, what deserves a clap back then? When do you when do you say, you know what? You got me fucked up. I think when it's I don't know. I do I, you know you asking the when wrong enough one. Enough is enough. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> motherfucker. You asking the wrong one. I don't know. I um get your kids involved. You coming after like somebody that can't really protect themselves in a way. Mm. Probably okay. kids, at least for me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I have to think about it because I think that I think a lot of things, a lot more things deserve clapbacks that maybe don't. And I'm just, I'm just watching people, how they move, how they navigate. And I'm trying to learn as, you know, we get more visibility as I get more visibility of like, okay, even the Jason Lee thing, like I'm just examining like what, what fucked up stupid jokes have you said? I know, right? That, I probably you say know so many things. I apologize. Right. To all like the what's gonna come back to bite you in the butt that so you said on this much. podcast years ago? So much. Everything. As we grow, right. I'm canceled we... already. <laughs> but you're not though, because yeah. somehow when you say things no, they they're not me. no, they're there's there's a way that you do it that is not it's not an attack. You're a master at it, but I don't know. It's something for all of us to think about. We can leave on this note, but it's something for all of us to think about of like how we navigate these spaces, 
and how we try to make things interesting and make them funny. Like, <laughs> he said Are she they? was illiterate. Yeah, he was like, we all know Jennifer Hudson's illiterate. And then like, it was just this weird aside thing. But I also think it's, it was just weird. But I also, I find him, I, I, I find him to be strange, period. I don't understand how he navigates that celebrity world where he gets away with like saying some of the things he says about certain celebrities, but also like interviewing them. It's just, I, I can't wrap my head around the guy. He's mastered it, though. He's figured it out. But to me, he's so shady in a lot of ways and problematic. But people trust him. Like, Rihanna gave him the images of her kids because she wanted it to go to a black publication first. And, like, it's just, it's just I, I can't, I, maybe, and I don't know enough about him, but I, what I see on this Hollywood Unlock just feels... Um, low vibrational. Oh, remember them low vibrational plates? Mm, it's like chakra. that fucked up plate mm. that ain't. It's not nourishing. No greens. Yeah, but mm. are we nourishing? I think we're a little more nourishing. We're not fully nourishing. Not fully. No, we like. We got a little salad on there. We like Chipotle a little bit. We like Chipotle. I would say we are Chipotle of the podcast. <laughs> we ain't sweet we, greens. No, we not sweet. I want to be sweet green. I might even want to get us to dig in. They got the mac and cheese, nah, but they also got the Brussels. I don't think I'm capable of it. <laughs> All right. Well, Chipotle it is. Shout out to Chipotle <laughs> so if you would like to advertise with so us. Sad. Can you see? Damn it. They only got one salad on that baby, <laughs> and that's uh, dressing. But it's slaps. pretty good, pretty good ingredients. It's still fast, you know how to be. Still fast food. It's still gave economical, it's, affordable. It's a little E. coli in your food sometimes. They gotta a shut down. A little ooh ooh. You know, sometimes you get a little misinformation <laughs> with your meal, but you're fed. All right, this podcast is over. I love you. I love you. Bye bye. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.